Okay, Boker Tov, Shavua Tov. Today's daf is daf Lamed Vav in, in Psachim. <clears throat> so the, yesterday's Mishnah had, uh, had enumerated things that you yotze with and things that you yotze with, both the ingredients, like the five, the five, um, <clears throat> the five kinds of grains which you, you can make matzah out of, which are wheat, barley, spelt, rye, and oats, said in the Mishnah. The Mishnah also said they could be also with Meiser Shein. What's Meiser Shein? Every year you have to give Meiser, except for Shemitah, you give Meiser all six years. During the first, second, fourth, and fifth, you also give Meiser Shaini. In the third and the sixth years, you give Meiser Ani in place of that. This is the sixth year, I believe, in Shemitah, of the Shemitah cycle that we're in right now. But the first, second, and the fourth and the fifth years, you give Meiser Shaini. What is Meiser Shaini? You're mafresh to 10%. And you bring it to Yerushalayim, and you eat it in Yerushalayim. That's mitzvah, you have to eat in Yerushalayim. Let's say it's too big to schlep to Yerushalayim. So you could be poted for money. And as we saw, if you pote your own, you have to, have, you have to pay 100, you have to be poted for 125% of its value. Fine, so the Mishnah said, you yotz with Maish Hashanah. The Gemara said yesterday, of course you're Maish Hashanah. What's the big Chiddush? Chiddush says, even if you didn't add the 25%, you could still t- you eat that food in Tel Aviv. You have some food in Tel Aviv or Haifa, which was Maish Hashanah. You were poted, and with the money, you brought, they brought the money to Yerushalayim and bought food in Yerushalayim to eat, which you're supposed to do. But the basic food that you started with, okay, you were poted, so you could eat that. You could be Yotzeb Matzah Pesach. You could eat it plain. You could eat it any way you want. You could make matzah out of it. The end of the Mishnah said, and the things that were prohibited, Mishnah said you can't use Maish Shani Shalom Niftu. That even, if you weren't poted, what does that mean? That means that you had the food in Tel Aviv, and you want to you want to eat it in Tel Aviv? No, you can't. You get the mitzvahs to bring it to Shalayim. You weren't poted if you didn't turn if you didn't turn it into money. Obviously, uh, to take to Shalayim, obviously you can't eat it. No, no, no. The answer is you were the chiddush is that you were poted, but you didn't you weren't poted properly. You didn't do it on coins. You did it on a blank or something of that sort. So therefore, it wasn't the proper pedia. You didn't do a proper pedia. Pardon? Somebody say something. I can't hear. No, so so the point is, is that I think it's an echo. Okay, it's an echo. So if yeah. so, we'll we'll shut that down. So if um, uh, if if you say that uh, we're talking about we're talking about food Shani in Tel Aviv that you weren't poted properly, even if you weren't poted properly, the issue the point is, is that since you weren't not even, but since you weren't poted properly, you can't uh, you can't eat that. You can't in Tel Aviv where you have that food if you weren't poted. You can't uh, eat matzah. You can't make it into matzah. Again, this would be a mitzvah ba'avera because you're not allowed to eat mice or shiny food out without bringing it to your shalim or being potent and bring the money to your shalim. Here you didn't do that. So you can't make matzah out of it in Tel Aviv. That's what we saw yesterday. What about, what about mice or shiny food that you brought to your shalim? You brought the grains, whatever. You brought your shalim. Can you make matzah out of it in your shalim? You turn her up on them. This is where we're holding right now. Six lines from the top of the page. I might think you could be Yotze. Why not? You brought it to Yerushalayim. I'm not talking about Maish Shani you're trying to eat in Tel Aviv that you didn't do properly. You weren't poded or you were poded, whatever, uh, improperly. That was what we saw in the Mishnah. What about regular Maish of food? I brought it to Yerushalayim whether I, I did it by, by uh, redeeming it into money or not or I just brought the food with me. I didn't have a lot. Brought to Shalim. Can I make my? Can I make uh, matzah out of it? Yochel, Yom Tzadik, Matzah Shani Shalim. Tam Halomi says no. Lechem Oni. It's 
poor bread, poverty bread, right? That's what the Pesach says, that you're supposed to make matzah out of lechem oni. Mashanech baninus, so he darshans it since oni, even though it's spelled with an ayin, which usually is translated as the bread of affliction, whatever, but, but oni is also like oni eating in, in um, a person who is in mourning. A person who's owner, an onain, the first day of the uh, raisa uh, of a mourning is called an onain. So mashin necho only something, you can only eat something which because my Sheni is supposed to come and eat, and eat, the Pesach says, you're supposed to bring it and eat it besimcha. Well, my Sheni, <laughs> therefore my Sheni cannot be, cannot be made into matzah for Pesach because matzah for Pesach is like morning bread. You're supposed to be uh, something which you can be eaten in morning and my Sheni should not be eaten in morning. In fact, it's osri, lo achalti mimenu. You're not allowed to eat my Sheni, the Pesach says. You can't eat any Meiser when you were in mourning. So therefore, it's excluded. That's Rabbi Yosef's words. Rabbi Kiva says, no. Like we had the other day, the word matzos, it says many times matzos, uh, it says many times matzos in the Pesach. So in Riba, it's Marba, even, even uh, Meiser Sheni could also be turned. We're talking about legitimate Meiser Sheni, in your Shalayim, you could turn that into matzah too. Okay, so Rabbi Kiva says you're allowed to take regular Meiser Sheni, eat it in your Shalayim for matzah. And uh, Rabbi Yisrael says not. He says it's no. It's like oni, and you can't eat uh, the matzah. Eat on Pesach has to be the bread of affliction or the bread of mourning, and you can't eat this while you're in mourning. Rabbi says no matzah matzos. matam So what does Rabbi Kiva do with lechem oni? You can't make rich bread out of it. What we call matzah ashira, right? Uh, um, you, you a very rich bread meaning made from fruit juices, as we talked about before, mentioned this yesterday, that's called matzah ashira, uh, uh, bread that's, um, uh, you know, that's, that's rich. It's not a regular uh, bread just made out of uh, flour and water, but it's made out of uh, fruit juices. And uh, that you can't use for matzah. Lechem oni means it's a poor bread, bread of a bre- poor bread, not fancy bread. What's Rabbi Kiva's reason? It makes it lechem oni. It doesn't say lechem oni, which would sound at least, sounds like, uh, 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 like aninus with an aleph. It's, it, it would be spelled with an aleph, but if it was really oni, but it doesn't even smell, it doesn't even, uh, uh, doesn't say lechem oni, we pronounce it oni, but it says oniksiv, the poor bread, the poverty bread, poverty bread, we're not talking about morning bread, and therefore, even though uh, it doesn't have to be bread that you, could, that you, could, uh, that you cannot eat, during uh, morning, which is Meiser Shani. So we're not talking, the, the, the Pusik doesn't exclude Meiser. According to Yosei he says Lechem Oni means that it's bread that, that you can eat during morning. That would exclude Meiser Shani. Rabbi Kiva says no. It doesn't say Oni, which talks about uh, morning. It's got to be bread you can eat during morning. Oni, it means poor bread. Rabbi Yosei Mikrin and Oni. Rabbi says it doesn't, we don't read it Oni, we read Oni. So again, here Rabbi Yosei goes with the way we read it, Oni, which sounds like Morning bread, excluding Meiser Shani. Um, and uh, and Rabbi Kiva says, no, look at the way it's written, the written, the, the way we written the Masorah is Oni, which is poor bread. Rabbi Kiva, hi, Dakari, by Oni. The reason it's called Oni, even though it says Oni, the reason it's called Oni, because Shmuel, for Shmuel's Russia, Dhamma Shmuel, Lechem Oni, Lechem Shonu of Dharm Harbe, as we know, famous Russia, that it's, a, it's bread on which we recite many psukim, right? The whole Inyan of Agoda, telling the whole story, not just Psukim, the whole story. We recite many things on that. That's why uh, by Holach Ma'anyam, we say this on, at the Agoda and Pesach, Holach Ma'anyam, this is the Lechem Oni, 
we refer to the breads. You show the breads. You show the matzahs. I mean, you show the matzahs. It's another reason why before that you break the into two. It's not simply so that the kids could have a good time. The reason you break it into two is because aniyim generally eat pieces of bread. They don't have whole breads. That's also to remind us of that. It's lechem oni. It's lechem. It's lechem oni. It's lechem of poverty. The sever of Akiva Isa Shalosha behind Hashem and Vash Lo. So wait a minute. So you're saying Rabbi Kiva says the reason it says lechem oni which means really poor bread, is to exclude rich bread, matzah ashira, right? Matzah ashira. Does he really exclude that? Fatanya, we learn, you cannot knead the flour on Pesach for the matzah with these fruit juices. Vim lush, and if he did, Rimliel says it's got to be burnt right away. Why does it have to be burnt right away? Because Rimliel held that if you do it with this, it quickens to leaven, it, it ferments quickly. And therefore, he says, you've got to burn it right away because it's going to turn into matz, it's going to turn into chametz. And there's no option over there. You can't do that because it makes it um, chametz quickly. That's from Galil's opinion. But Chametz disagrees with him. He says, no, you can eat it. You can eat it on Pesach. So he says, you could eat it on Pesach. And the Amr Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, so to speak. I spent... I spent that time, I stayed that time on Pesach with Relezer and Yeshua, but Lashalem Isa, Biyam Shem Devash, and I needed for them the dough for Pesach with these fruit juices. They didn't say anything. Even though the Tanakhama said, you're not supposed to do that, Muliel says, you're not supposed to need the, the, uh, uh, the, the flour. Uh, with uh, these fruit juices, mekatfenbo, you could still use it, you could smear it, you know, you, you smear the top uh, after it's been arranged, you smear the top with those, and you can put a little bit of it on. Asim kama, that's what's according to the Tanakama, who says you can't knead, but you could smear it. If you can knead it, you can smear it. If you can't knead it, you can't, you, you, uh, you don't uh, smear it. What, what, so according to the Chum, what don't you use? So we'll see in a minute. You don't use Veshavan She'en Lashen Esa a Potion. You shouldn't use warm water because warm water certainly quickens the fermentation process. But what do you see over here? The Rebbe Kiva said, I made uh, matzah for Pesach with dough that had been kneaded with the fruit juices. So how can you say Rebbe Kiva says, Lechemoni teaches me you can't use, you can't use matzah shira on Pesach. Here he made matzah shira for Pesach for Rebbe Lezer and Rebbe Shua, and they didn't say anything. It's Lokasha. Habi Yantavrisha, Rebbe Rashi learns Yantavrisha means the first night. And the first night, we're supposed to eat lechemayla harishona shematzachova. Then you need lechemoni. In other words, as we know, matzashira is kosher on Pesach. It says you can't use it for leil haseder. Leil haseder berav tochlu matzos. That's matzos ani, and that's that's the uh, that's the yontavrish. The Rashi learns yontavrish means the first night. Other rishonim learned that even the whole first day should also be only with. Uh, you shouldn't eat matzashira, but it's certainly not chametz. You can eat it, but you shouldn't eat it, on, eat it on the first night at least. Like Rabbi Shua said, Rabbi Shua ben Levi said to his uh, sons, "You come at the first day, Don't, in the first day when you make me, uh, they make the matzah for me, you know, the, the Lela Seder matzahs, don't knead it, with, you have to knead it with water. Don't use milk. Don't knead it with milk. Afterwards, you can make it with milk. Okay, so, so you see that the point is the first night he told them it's got to be just plain water. Don't use anything other than water the first night. Afterwards, you can use even milk. Morris says, what do you mean, milk? You're going to make matzah with milk? You, that's how you're going to make milk? It's going to be milichiks, right? You're going to make it milichiks. So I'm wondering, you know, what's the chiddush? Before we get to that problem, the obvious problem with that is, I was thinking that the Leila Seder 
let's say you had milachik matzah, right? If you ate the matzah before you had the meal, before you ate the meat or anything like that, right? They carbon pesach, they could have eaten later, right? Until chatzos. So presumably, it's possible. You had the matzah first, and uh, then you, you washed your mouth out of it. Pardon? Hillel would have had a problem. Hillel would have had, had a problem. problem. Right, right, right. That, that, that was the parva matzahs he used later on. Right, right. Hill didn't do it that way. But I'm just saying, even, even if you did, I think more so, how could you even make milchik matzahs? You never, not just on, matz, on, on, uh, you know, on, on Pesach, you never need, as we mentioned the other day, with the milchik hot dog buns, right? If you don't need dough with milk, you shouldn't. You have to throw that bread out. Because usually you'll eat the bread with a sandwich with some uh, meat, whatever, or whatever. You'll eat it with, uh, even if they didn't make sandwiches, they'll eat it with, and you'll come to eat milchiks with fleshiks. Lisa Nisidra Bonham. So he didn't mean that. He didn't mean milk. Man, don't make it with honey. In other words, don't make it with some other juices because I need lechem only the first night, not lechem ashira, not matzah Afterwards, you could even make it with honey because matzah shira is mutter to eat the rest of the days of Pesach. We know that you don't even have to eat matzah the rest of the days. You just can't eat chametz. The only chiv to eat matzah is on the first night of Pesach. Bibai saying more, you could say lola machalba. It could be that you made it with milk. Kerem Ravina, Kerem said, Kain tura shari. If you make it like Kain Tura Shari, now Kain Tura could be read as Kain Tura or Kain Tura. Hachanami Kain Tura. What does that mean? Rashi learns Kain Tura means like Ma'at, Kain Shoshor, like the eye of, a, of an ox. You made a very small piece. There you're allowed, you make, you're allowed to make uh, uh, the Milchik bread in a very small portion because you'll eat it right away. You'll quickly down it and then you won't come to forget about it and say, mix up this bread and say, maybe it's parv and you'll eat it with fleshik. So he, Rashi seems to say it's Ka'ayin Tura. Some say it's Ka'ayin Tura. Make it in a, in a different shape, in the shape like of an ox, maybe an ox's head or something like that so that the shape will differentiate it. In the 70s, when I visited Derek Yisrael in the 70s and I ate at a cousin in B'nai Brak, and she served uh, the Shabbos, and she served the meat and everything. We had a nice meal, and she served barekas. And I still remember <laughs> her son-in-law was there, and he tasted the barekas, and it was a cheese barekas. And he went berserk, and it was a terribly embarrassing situation. Today, probably because of that, and because they didn't learn the Gemara here on Daflamid Vav, today it's well known that in Israel that you make the parva barekas with potatoes or whatever, you make them in a square or a rectangle, and the ones in triangular shape, a mishulash, those are the cheese ones. So now everybody, it's like a standard thing. You make it, you make the uh, cheese barekas in a triangle, and you make uh, like a piece of pizza, and you make the uh, you make the parva ones in a different form. So the point is, you could tell by the form. That's what the gemara is really telling us over here. If you make it in a different form, so you'll know that's milchiks and this is parv. Yeah. What do they do with the the, um, the spinach? What do they make them triangular or square? I don't know. I don't eat barakas too much, so I don't know. Maybe somebody say, else knows. I don't knows. think the prime eats that many barakas. <laughs> yeah, and certainly not the spinach ones. I assume if they're parv, they don't make that. I think the triangle ones always means it's cheese. Yeah, kids, cheese. kids know that today, but you know, 30 years ago, they didn't do that, or they didn't know, yeah. or whatever. But uh, that's pretty much how it's uh, the standard today. And that's really what the Gemara is telling us here. If you do it in a way that you won't get mixed up, right? We talk about not making stuff, uh, uh, parv stuff. You shouldn't make it milchik. Some people will make it, be confused. This way you don't get confused. Shem and Shane Lashon and Anasisa Pashim. Everybody agrees you shouldn't need the dough in warm water, lukewarm water, because that quickens the process. And you might come to have chametz. How is this different than a carbon mincha? 
By Mincha, we learned that time. Kolo Minchas, Milish's potion. You know, almost all Minchas have to be brought from Matzah. It can't be Chomets. There's only two exceptions. The Shtei Alechem on Shvuas. Those are Chomets. And 10 out of the uh, 40 Lachmei Toda are also Chomets. Everything else, all of the Minchas, cannot be made out of Chomets. He says, all the Minchas... Are, are they are needed in warm water? Umeshamrim, and then they guard them. Shloi chamsu in the corner there. Make sure that they don't turn into chametz. So you see over here, you could use warm water and just make sure they don't turn into chametz. So why can't you do it by pesach? So like we said the other day, imamur berzriz and yom And if we said this by scrupulous people, meaning in the base of mikdash, the kohanim are very careful. You're going to say it's b'shein's reason. Here we're talking about chametz uh, pesach. I mean uh, matzah for everybody. People aren't going to be careful. If you use warm water, it'll quickly turn into chametz. If that's the case, you should also be able to soak them, to, to soak them, to wash them, to wash the uh, the kernels, the uh, the wheat, the uh, flour also in in uh, in water. If you say that's in the base hamikdash, they're very zaras and they're scrupulous and careful and diligent, and they make sure that it doesn't become So why can't you soak them? And why can't you soak the flour there in water? Why do you say there that they need it in warm water, but they don't they don't soak it in warm water? Alam Rav Zayir, he says you can't heat and shalom melachos ain lo son of son that they don't soak them in this uh, in this uh, uh, lukewarm water. As uh, remind that it's not only not only um, not only um, it's warm water. He says but ma'at. In other words, they didn't allow them to soak the uh, flour in warm in water because it might turn into chametz. So the answer is lisha bezrizin isa lasisa lesa bezrizin. The, ni- the kneading takes place in front of the Kohanim at the base of Migdash. There are Zaras there. The Lasisa takes place before because they bring it to the, the when they warm up the uh, the uh, kernels and turn it into flour, the people who have to bring a carbon mincha, they bring it to the base of Migdash already in that form ready. In other words, they do that at home. It says Gemar Valisha Misa is reason. But is it really true that the Lisha is done, even the kneading is only done with the Kohanim? The Pusik is by a mincha. They pour the shemen on it, and they, and they break it into pieces, depending on the kind of mincha that it is. This is a mincha where the bread, the pitas are first made, and then they put the shemen on it, and then they break it up. The viela coin, then they bring it to the coin. <coughs> Meaning, the coin's job is only from the time that he does kmitza. Limen al yitzika teaches us that the pouring, ubalila, mixing it, mixing the oil, if, if you're doing a, a, a kind of a mincha where you mix it with the oil first before. Uh, it's turned into breads, right? While well, it's still in flour form. Shikshir, b'cholam, it's mutter by everybody. So what are you saying over here? No, that uh, in the base of English, it's not a problem, the kohanim are azaras. But these processes are done even by uh, non-kohanim. Only the kohanim has to do it, has to do the kmitza. But before that, the process can be done even by non-kohanim. And they're not so zaras. Uh, the kneading might be done by non-Kohanim, but the Mokum's reason is it's done in the Beis Hamikdash. The Beis Hamikdash, the Bezdin is there, the Bezdin of the Kohanim is there. They're very careful. They're doing it in a public place. Amar Mar, Belilik Sheir Bazar. You can mix it with the Zar. This isn't even talking. We're talking about Lisha. He's bringing proof from Belilik, which isn't exactly the right. But the idea is that the processes before the Kmitzah can be done even by a non-Kohen. Chutz l'chomas Azar. So, but you can't do it outside the Azar. They could do it. A non-Kohen could do it, just like a non-Kohen could do Shechita. A non-Kohen could do these other processes of the Mincha, but they can't do it outside the base of Midrash. La Puki Lasisa, to excluding Lasisa, which is 
just soaking or washing the kernels before they turn into flour, the Ainabas reason, Lomakum's reason, that's done at home. In other words, these processes, kneading it, turning it, bringing, uh, once they have the flour, they bring the flour to the base of Migdash, and the Lisha, the uh, kneading is done, the kneading is done in the base of Migdash. Even if it's done, but it's done under the observation and under the supervision of the Kohanim, under the supervision of the Kohanim. Whereas the other things like uh, soaking the uh, kernels uh, before they're turned into fine flour, that's done at home. People do that at home, and therefore there's no supervision and we can't uh, trust them. So therefore that's not done, uh, that's not, can't be soaking water. But minchas, which are, which are, which are uh, needed in the base of Migdash, that can be needed in in warm water, and because it's done under the under the supervision of the Kohanim and the be, and the and the bezin of the Kohanim, it's okay, and they will make sure it doesn't turn to chametz. Ma'ishdami minchas haomer. How is it different minchas haomer? Which I said minchas haomer is also as a mincha that cannot be turned. It's made out of barley, but it still can't be turned into chametz. The tanya minchas haomer losis and osa. They again they soak it. That's over and osa. They pile it up. So your point is, you see, this is done even outside the base of Migdash, right? They bring this stuff to the base of Migdash afterwards, right? So here, Shar Minchas to come Shmuel, Ain Losan Osam Minchas Omer, the Tanan Ba Losan Osam, the Tzavon Osam, she's and they do that outside the base of Migdash, out in the field. The answer is Sibur Shiny again. There it's done by the public. Everybody, the whole Sibur of Bnei Yisrael is bringing one carbon, carbon Mincha, and therefore, again, it's done under the supervision of a Bezdin. And even though, they, even if that's not done specifically in the base of Migdash, but it's done under proper supervision, and therefore it's mutter. So we saw, that was about Meiser Shani. So we said Meiser Shani. What's what do we come out with? We we went off on a tangent, but the point is that Meiser Shani, Kuncher Bekiva, you could take Meiser Shani food in Yerushalayim and make it into matzah. Rabbi Yosei excluded it because he calls it this as lechemoni. It's got to be bread of morning, and this can't be bread of morning. Tan Rabbanan. What about Bikurim? Bikurim are the first fruits of the seven minim uh, that Eretz Yisrael was, was blessed with. You bring those in the summertime, right, the uh, Shavuos time, you bring those to, to, the, to Yerushalayim and you eat them there, right? They have to be eaten in Yerushalayim. So, I'm thinking of with Bikurim. Bikurim are the seven minim, including Eretz Chita, Usa'ora, right? Chetzitora, wheat and barley. You make it from there. Let's say you bring that Bikurim. We said you could eat Meiser Shani, right? Meiser Shani, you could bring and eat and um, food and bring it in your shalayim and make matzah according to Bikiva. What about Bikurim? Can I bring Bikurim wheat and barley and make uh, make matzah out of that? Tamlo mechol moshvah sechem tuchem. The pasuk says, "Kol machmetzes lo socheilu bechol moshvah sechem tochlu matzos." In all of your dwelling places, you eat matzah. Matzah nechos one matzah could be eaten in all your dwelling places. That's what you can make matzah out of. Yatsu Bikurim, excluding Bikurim, shen nechol mechol moshvah sechem leivish shalayim. Right, he says, Bikurim can only be eaten in Yerushalayim, as the Pasuk says in Dvarim. You cannot eat in your gates, meaning all over your dwelling places outside of Yerushalayim. Meiser, the Gan Chetoreshka, Vitzarecha, Meiser, Chos, Bukhacha, Vitzarecha, we can't eat those any things. All those things have to become Yerushalayim. The Pasuk ends off, Utrumas Yerdecha. And the Gemara says, What's Trumas Yerdecha? We're going to see that in Amid Beis. Trumas Yerdecha, Elu Bikurim. Rashi quotes it up here, two lines from the bottom of the page. So it says, Bikurim have to be eaten in Yerushalayim. So he says, you know what? You know why Bikurim are excluded? Because the Pasuk says, Matzah is something, excluding Bikurim, which Bikurim has to be eaten in Yerushalayim. Right? What about Maishasheni? Right? We mentioned before Maishasheni. Oh, that was included for Matzos, Matzos. Let's see. Let's see what we have here. Right? 
Again, Rebbe Seglili, who says you can't have Maishashani in Yerushalayim, you can't eat Maishashani because of Lechamoni, here he says, because it's also, you can't eat Bikurim, because it says, you can't eat Matzah anywhere, and Bikurim can't be eaten anywhere, it can only be eaten in Yerushalayim, so it's excluded. Rebbe Kiva says the same thing, apparently, but he says it based on a different drasha. Pasuk says Matzah Moror, right? Matzah Moror said in the same Pasuk, right? The Pasuk was Makish them together. Mamor Shein Bikurim, Bikurim is, Mara is not brought from Bikurim. It's only those seven minim, not including Mara. Af matzah also, Shani Bikurim. So you can only bring matzah also, which is not, you can only eat matzah and Bikurim. So is, well, if you're comparing the two, if there's a hekesh, imam Mara Shain Bamina Bikurim. Why don't you say Mara, there's no Bikurim. Af matzah Shain Bikurim. So maybe matzah also cannot be made from anything which has made from Bikurim. Mara cannot be come from anything which uh, it's not made from any substance which is uh, from any ingredient which is subject to Bikurim Matzah also maybe should not come from any substance which is any ingredient which is subject to Bikurim which would exclude Chita and Saora which would include wheat and barley so Otsi Chit and Saora and Gmar so I'll exclude Chit and Saora and Bikurim so since, since, the, since, the, since uh, wheat and barley is subject to Bikurim I should exclude it maybe and say what? <coughs> You can't make matzah from there. Just like marur is, is made only from something which is not subject to bikurim, so maybe matzah should also mean something which is not subject to bikurim. Well, that would in- exclude wheat and barley. And Tosas points out if it excludes wheat and barley, didn't we learn yesterday that the other things, uh, spelt oats and rye, are derivatives of wheat and barley or uh, subsets of wheat and barley, which would exclude everything? There's nothing left. So Tosas Taka points out, there's different ways to learn Tosas. The Marshall learns that Tosas is asking it as a kasha. And if that's the case, you have nothing. You can't use ours and uh, rice and millet. Some say that the Tosas is saying that no, that it excludes only wheat and barley. It can't exclude the other three because otherwise there's nothing left. It's like, you know, how do you read Tosas? But in any case, this is, we'll see is discounted. So I mean, I think exclude that too. Tamar lower matzos, matzos, riba. Oh, so he says, I might think exclude that too. So again, Rabbi Kiva says, Rabbi Kiva says, I got matzos, matzos, includes that too. Okay, so if that's the case, e matzos, matzos, riba, filo bikurim nami. Okay, so he says, you can't exclude chitin sorum from matzah, from making out of matzah, even though, Lachari, if you compare uh, matzah to maror, just like maror is made from something which is not subject to uh, Bikurim, so so maybe matzah should also be made from something which is not subject to would exclude chit and sarm. It's not matzah's matzah. So if matzah's riba, so make it even from Bikurim. Maybe you could eat Bikurim also. In other words, the Pasuk of Bikurim says, okay, fine, ex- excluding Bikurim because Bikurim are not eaten in Bechol Moshe But maybe matzah's matzah should be, should be marba good. So, so if that's right, should be marba everything. So if that's the case, Rabbi Kiva, just like he argues by Maishashani, should argue over here by Bikurim and say you should be able to eat Bikurim, you should be able to make matzah out of Bikurim. This is Harabe Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva retracted from his Hekish. The Hekish, the problem over here was matzah being mukash to maror. And if maror is made from, can only become something which is not subject to Bikurim, maybe matzah too. And you had that problem. So he said, ah, matzah's matzah riba. But if you're dashing matzah's matzah riba to include, you should include even Bikurim too. You know, you should even be able to make matzah out of Bikurim uh, wheat and barley. So Rabbi Kiva retracted from that, from that hekish. He doesn't hold it to the hekish. That's what Rashi says. And therefore, how does he know that you can't make it from Bikurim? Hitaka learns, like here he agrees with Yosek Lili, that it's excluded from Bechom Sechem. How do we know that? The Tanya Yachel Yachel Yodse Adam Yerech Basim Bikurim. I might think he does with Bikurim Tamalomer Bechom Moshvah Sechem Tochem Matzos, right? Uh, matzah, which could be eaten anywhere, 
There you can make matzah out of. In other words, Pasuk is very simple. Like we said, Rabbi Yassigli said before, you can eat matzah anywhere. Well, Bikurim can't be eaten anywhere, so you can't make Bikurim. You can't make matzah out of Bikurim. All right, that seems to be the brush of Yosei Aglili. Wait a minute. So who's, who's the author of this b'risa? So maybe I should exclude Maisa Shani also, like Rabbi Yosei Aglili did in Amadav, Tamalom or no, Matzus, Matzus, Reba, that, ex- that includes Maisa Shani. So, so you say Matzus, Matzus, Reba excludes more stuff, excludes, it includes more stuff rather, like Maisa Shani. And B'chomosh Vesom Dech Matzus excludes, uh, excludes um, Bikurim. Maishasheni also can only beat in Yerushalayim. So both Bikurim and Maishasheni can only beat in Yerushalayim. So why do you say Maishasheni is included, but Bikurim is excluded? Maris, Lerabas, Maishasheni, Lohotzi, Bikurim. Why do you do it that way? I'll tell you why. Marbani, Maishasheni, Sheesh, Lohetzi, Bacham. There is a Hetzer to eat Maishasheni outside of Yerushalayim in all your dwelling places. Kerabba Lozer. Umotzi, as we'll see what Rolos says. Umotzi, and Bikurim, Shemlo Hetzer, Bacham says, there's never Hetzer to eat Bikurim. Bikurim must be eaten in Shalim. There's no Hetzer to eat it outside of Shalim. So therefore, I'll say, Bikurim can only be eaten in Shalim, and therefore, you can't, since you can't eat it in Tel Aviv, you can't say that you can be Yotze with Bikurim, because the matz has to be something which could be eaten anywhere, even in St. Louis. It could be eaten anywhere. It doesn't have to, this, and Bikurim cannot be eaten anywhere, therefore, Bikurim is excluded. Whereas, Maeser Shani could be eaten outside of Shalim. How? Let's say Maeser Shani became Tomei. You could be potent in even your shalim. Normally, you can't be potent in your shalim. If you, once you bring the food to your shalim, you have to eat it in your shalim. You can't be potent. You could be potent if you're, if you're potent, uh, the, the, potent in Tel Aviv. You bring the money, then in your shalim, you buy something with it. Can't be potent that again. But if it became tummy, you could be potent. I feel say so. What does it say? You're potent of the food in Tel Aviv because you can't schlep it to your shalim. You can't carry it. They ain't say salachil. It means you can't eat it. Not just you can't carry, you can't eat it. We just had with Yosef. He gave Vinyamin extra food. Uh, so therefore, what do you see? You see this Pasuk, in other words, he says, Rebelezer, he holds like Rebelezer, that if the Maiser Shani became Tomei, you could be potent, and then you could eat it out of your Shalayim. You could be potent even in your Shalayim and take it out of your Shalayim. So you see, Maiser Shani has a hatred to eat outside of your Shalayim. Bikurim never has a hatred to eat of Shalayim. Therefore, we have one Pasuk including and saying you could eat more stuff in your you couldn't you could include and make matzah out of one of these things. And one Pasuk excluding and saying you can't will exclude Bikurim because Bikurim never has a hatred to eat out of Shalayim. Whereas Maishashin became Tomei, you could eat out of Shalayim. Now, who is the author of this Brisa? Mansham Slumder Maishashani Nafik Bay. Who's the one who says you could be Yotze Matzah with Maishashani? That's Rabbi Kiva, like we saw in Amadalaf. He says Matzah's Matzah, he doesn't hold that drush of Lechemoni. He uses Lechemoni, Lechem Sha'onin Lav Harbe, that we recite many, uh, many stories about uh, this Lechem, right? So Rabbi Kiva says you could eat Maishashani, the Kamait Lubikurim, and he's my. Why does he exclude Bikurim? Not because of Matzah Maror. Right? This is not because of matzah maror, uh, just like you can't, uh, matzah is not subject to, uh, just like the mar is not subject to this also. He's mamai, why? Like this Bryce says, so you see he retracted. He didn't say, he didn't say, Rabbi Kiva says, matzah mar, ma mar, bikurim, No, he didn't say that. He says, he used the same pasuk as Rabbi Glili, because here he agrees with Rabbi that you can't eat, you can't make matzah out of bikurim, because it says, Matzah, which is eaten, there you can make matzah out of. Bikurim, which is only eaten in Shalim, you cannot make matzah out of. So therefore, we come out like Rabbi Kiva, basically, that you could make matzah out of. You can't make matzah out of 
out of uh, Bikurim. Rabbi Yosek Lili, Tepiklam Melechem Oni. Why does Rabbi Yosek Lili need the Pusik of what? Of telling me you can't make you can't make it out of Bikurim because Bikurim cannot be eaten outside of Yerushalayim. Say because of Lechamoni, just like he said with with Ma'aseshani. Typically, Lechamoni Mishin Echaboni, something which is only which can be eaten even in mourning. Yatsuzeshen Echalo Besimcha. This is eaten Besimcha. Bikurim is eaten Besimcha. Apparently, like Ma'aseshani. He says no. Savla Kapshim and Yosek Kapshimim. The tiny Bikurim Asur Lonim. Tanakamas says Bikurim cannot be eaten by a person in mourning. By a mourner, Rab Shimon Matur. Rab Shimon says it's Matur. My time, Rabbanim. What's the reason Rabbanim say it cannot be eaten by a mourner? The Siv Lo Sucha Lecha B'Shorcha. The pasuk I quoted before Lo Sucha Lecha B'Shorcha. Masid the Gantrich B'Yosher B'Shorcha because we don't B'Shorcha. Right? Utumas Yedecha. Amar Ma Tumas Yedecha. The end of the pasuk Elu Bikurim. Right? The Iskish Bikurim LeMaiser. Just like Maiser, Mais Mamaser also the owner as it says Lo Achalti Ba'Oni Mimen. I never ate Maiser when he does the uh, the Vidui of Maiser. I never ate it while I was in mourning. Just like Meister's usher to an onen, Bikurim is also usher to an, uh, to an onen. So therefore, the Tanakama would say in a Hanami, you could exclude Bikurim from, from Lechem Oni, right? Ma Meister usher Oni, not Bikurim Aslanen. Rabbi Shimon says, no, Truma Karina Rechman. The Pasuk says, Truma Siyadecha. Bikurim is also a kind of Truma, eaten by a coin. Truma, Truma Karina Rechman, Ketruma, Ma Truma Mutter, just Truma's Mutter. Meister's usher to an onen, but Truma's Mutter. Bikurim also Mutter. Since the Pasuk calls it, he learns that the, the first time the Kama learns out, you compare Meister, Lo Sucha, Lo Sucha, Masur, Degan Tchushurach, Utrumus Yedecha. There's a hekish between Bikurim and Masur. So just like Meister can't be eaten by a mourner, so Truma can't be eaten by a mourner. Reb Shimon says, no. The Pasuk calls it Truma to tell me just like Truma could be eaten by a mourner, Bikurim could also be eaten by a mourner. Reb Shimon, he the hekish, Leslie, Benyachai agreed. Rabbi Shimon doesn't hold the hekish to Meiser, but Simcha Miachsivbe, the Pasuk Michtav Ksivbe, it says still, you have to eat it. The Simcha the Ksivbe, Samachta Bechalatov, the Samachta Bechalatov, you should be happy with all the good that God has granted you. So you see over here, you have to eat it, the Simcha, so you also you shouldn't be able to eat it. As, as an onain, and if you can't eat it as an onain, it should be excluded from lechem only according to Rabbi Yosei Glili. Not according to Rabbi Kiva, but Rabbi Yosei Glili, Rabbi Kiva agrees with Yosei Glili that you exclude it from the Pasuk Bocha, you exclude Bikurim from Chomash Vosechem Tochom Matzos. Why don't you exclude it from lechem only if, if, if just like uh, uh, just like Maisa uh, Sheni has to be eaten Simcha, so does Bikurim have to be in Simcha. The answer is Haulizman Simcha. Not that it has to be eaten in Simcha, amidst Simcha, but rather. You could eat it in, while you're in mourning, but it's got to be eaten at a time of simcha, at a time of joy when you do gather in the crops. From Shvuas until Chag, Mevi The When's the time for bringing Bikurim? As we say, Uvayoma Bikurim, on Shvuas, Michael, we lay in Uvayoma Bikurim, right? That's when you bring the Bikurim, and that's Matur, right? That's Matur. Uh, the 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 to be eaten in the base of Migdash, right? Uh, to to make the korban asav. May I say this Maybe you bring the bikurim v'kari and you read the psukim. May achag but Hanukkah after Sukkot until Hanukkah you bring but ain't a kari. It's not so much the time, right? Ain't osman simcha and it's not and you don't read the psukim, right? But it's because not done simcha, but we could still bring it afterwards, right? Uh, and Rashi brings down after Hanukkah already you don't bring it at all because that's the time already when it's not found nobody's nobody's gathering in then it's gone you only bring it when there's people are still eating and animals are still feeding on it in the field but after Hanukkah there's no more of that so what do you see that means the time of happiness the time of joy the time of gathering but it doesn't mean that you yourself cannot be a mourner Tanur Lechem Oni, what do we mean by 
the bread of affliction or poor bread. Prat l'chalut lashish, excluding like chalut. Um, chalut means when you take the flour and you put it right into the boiling, steaming water, like dumplings. You make dumplings out of that, right? Uh, Kreplach, whatever. Or lashish, uh, like pancakes, real thick, thick, juicy, you know, oily bread. Oily bread. You can't make matzah out of that stuff. Now, you could, not talking about chametz, it just means you can't, you can't use that for Leila said, maybe you can only use coarse bread. Maybe that's the only thing you're allowed to use is coarse bread. You can't use these nice, uh, fancy, fancy uh, breads or dumplings. Talmud lower matzus, matzus riba. No, includes, again, matzus, matzus says matzus many times in the Parsha, so it includes even uh, good, Good uh, solid, uh, um, you know, matzah, nice matzah. Even like the matzahs of Shlomo Elach, they were very. Rashi Shayu Ma'unig. He was a um, he was a very uh, ate stuff in a very fancy, uh, rich way. Solus Nikia, pure flour, good clean flour. It doesn't have to be coarse, made out of coarse flour. It can be made out of good good flour. Like we said, exclude uh, scalded uh, flour or uh, pancakes, uh, you know, sweet cakes. Where do you see that ashisha is a lotion of uh, something of high value, very uh, significant uh, kind of uh, cakes? It says, he distributed to the whole nation, the Yisrael, the whole, all the people, all the people of Israel, from man to woman, every person, he got a, he got a loaf for himself, his own lachmaniyah. We'll see what that is. Ashbarechet is like a, a, a good chunk of meat. And a nice sweet cake. One sixth of an ox. Every, every person got a nice, uh, a big, big piece of meat. A sixth of an ox, ashisha echad mishisha be'efa, one sixth of a of a measure uh, of a measure of uh, of this cake that he made may, may, may got a cake made out of a one sixth of an efa, substantial amount. So you see over here that ashisha means it's a substantial amount, right? That's ashisha means it's it's a good, it's a very uh, you know you have a nice sweet roll or or a pancake. this is ashisha garba dechamra. He says that ashisha refers to a measure of wine. It's a measure of wine, it's like a cask of wine. Rashi says of wine. The Chizvah pasuk says ve'oave ashisha enavim. The ones who love. The um, this measure of grapes. So you're talking about a measure of grapes, not referring to a cake. But in any case, he says that lechemoni excludes. You could make it, and as you can make it, a very fine flour, very good quality flour that you could do. But you can't make like a thick kind of a uh, uh, of a, a like a pancake or a sweet roll or out of dumplings. He says you don't make thick. You don't make very thick bread. You don't make matzah out of thick bread. You know, today you, you have the like the Taimanim. I've seen even Ashkenazim do this also. They have what looks like pizza bread. It looks soft and you know, and they they make it properly. To us, that would look like hummus, but they eat it as matzah. Can you make thick bread? He says the Tanakam says you don't make thick bread. The Pesach never beshamei. Who Beisul Matir? Beisul says you could make thick bread. Kama Pasava. How thick can you make it? Amrafuna Tefach. You could even make a Tefach thick. That's pretty thick. Even Rashi says over here that even according to Basil, you can't make it more than a tefach. That's the Havmina. But tomorrow's Gemara, we'll see the Gemara asks on this, what do you mean? 
because you find the lechem upon him. Again, lechem upon him was in the base of Migdash, right? Avram, we said, the base of Migdash, they were very careful. They were Zaras. They had special hot ovens, and they were careful, and they checked it, and all those kind of things. So the is going to come out. You can't really make it that thick. Don't go home today thinking you can make matzah this thick, you know, like a, that thick. He just me. He was talking about making a lot of breads at one time. Avod and Yantav. We'll see that all tomorrow in Merz Hashem. All right, have a good day. Shavua Tov L'Kulam. Well,